Hey everybody, welcome in. It's time for the Rob Anthony Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Anthony. Thank you so much. We've been focused really heavy on the Danny While Black Podcast. You can check it out at the RIP TV YouTube page. Uh, The next episode will be November 5th. Uh, We're talking about Danny While BBW. Um, But it's time, I felt like it was time to come on back and uh, give you an episode of The Wrap uh, here on um, Spotify. All right, so today I really want to talk about what is going on with Kanye and kind of the blind spot that us as a community, and when I say us as a community, I'm talking about black folks, that we have with anti-Semitism. Understand that... Yes, I understand that there are some uh, powerful people that are Jewish that work in the media. I understand that. And some of them work in the record industry. I understand that. Um, That doesn't necessarily mean um, that what he was saying uh, isn't considered to be a, a trope or a stereotype. Um, saying that Jewish people all oh, y'all, y'all run the media or saying that they run the world or they run banks or mentioning the Rothschilds, all of those are noted stereotypes that are anti-Semitic. White supremacists say those things. Nazis say those things. Neo-Nazis say those things to generate hate, resentment towards the Jewish community. That is why it's considered anti-Semitic. It doesn't matter if you think you're tied to the Hebrews via the 10 lions of Judah or or 10 tribes of Judah or whatever that mess that, you know, uh, black Hebrew Israelites say on the corner when they're beating drums and talking over the loudspeaker or whatever. That's mostly nonsense. Um, Go back through the history of those guys, the Hebrew Israelites, and see that that kind of is a, I'm not going to call that a conspiracy theory, but it's kind of a, I don't know. It, it was a couple of guys, late 1800s, that developed that philosophy. I don't know if it's ever been verified, how you can tell that you are connected to the Hebrews, and does, it, does that mean every person of color, every black person that was you know, brought over here and is connected to, you know, chattel slavery is somehow connected to the original. He- uh, who knows? But even if you were, doesn't mean that what you're saying is anti-Semitic. Understand that. I, I guess that what their reasoning is as well, if I'm tied in and our people are the original Jews, that means I am Jewish, so regardless of what I say, how could I be anti-Jews if I'm a Jew? Well, Kanye, you're not a Jew. You're not a Hebrew. Stop it. You don't go to temple. You don't celebrate Rosh Hashanah. You don't have a, a yarmulke. You, you, you don't, uh, you know, go to Passover or have a Seder or have a rabbi. Um, you don't practice. You don't have a Torah, probably. Stop. You're not Jewish. You're not a Hebrew. No, you're not. Just hush. You're a black man. You're an African. Okay? You're not. 
even if you were, the speech is still anti-Semitic. And just because you are a part of a group doesn't mean you can't, you know, spout anti... Just because you're a woman doesn't mean you can't say misogynist things. Just because you're Hispanic doesn't mean you can't be, you know, anti-Hispanic. Um, just because you're black doesn't mean you can't say anti-black things. Just because you think you're a part of a group, it doesn't absolve you of being responsible with your speech. And you can't just go on other people's platforms, whether it be Facebook, Twitter, or whatever, and just say whatever. It's not quite how freedom of speech works. Understand what freedom of speech is. It means that the government can't come after you. Like, if you disagree with Joe Biden, or if you disagree with your governor, or your mayor, or your city council member, you can say it. You can express that. You could go to a uh, state house meeting, a congressional hearing. You can write letters to your congressman or to your senator and tell them that you disagree with how they voted on something, or you disagree with a bill, or you disagree with a statement that they made. You have that right. It's not as if the Gestapo come and grab you if you say something that disagrees um, you know, with political statements that a... Um, you know, a political leader says. It's not like, you know, when if you're in China, if you say something that goes against the Chinese government, they will come grab you up and take you away somewhere. If you say something against Putin, um, same thing. He may, you know, he kills or maims or tortures his political opponents. We don't do that in the United States. That is what freedom of speech is. It means you can say what you want without political persecution. It doesn't mean you won't lose your job. It doesn't mean you won't lose an endorsement. It doesn't mean you won't lose a platform that you won't get kicked off of Twitter or Facebook or YouTube. You can't. You still have to be responsible. You can't spout hate speech. Okay? So that, that's a little lesson about uh, free speech. That's how that really works. Um, I wish people would stop interviewing Kanye. Like, we don't need to hear him double, triple, quadruple down on the same statements over and over again. And people making money off of it and getting views and clicks off of it. I wish he would just kind of sit down for a minute and just relax. That's what I really wish. I wish him the best. I hope whatever he's going through, you know, he gets through it. But he's a billionaire. So, you know, he'll be fine. There are people that can't afford the price of gas to fill up their tank right now. There are folks that can't afford to heat their home or keep the electric on in their home because the price of utilities has gone sky high because of what's going on in Ukraine and Russia. So I feel sorry for them. I feel sorry for the people that are being crushed by student loan debt. That, you know, just apply for the Joe Biden program for uh, student loan forgiveness. That those payments are killing them right now. I feel sorry for them. I don't feel sorry for Kanye or Ye or whatever he's calling himself. Um, and then they, there are these comments uh, that he repeated from the Candace Owens documentary 
where she's just really going out of her way to beat up on Black Lives Matter. Now, maybe Black Lives Matter as an org, where is the money going? You know, what are they doing with it? Who are they really? Um, Who's really putting that money behind them? Where is it going? What are they doing with it? Do they really have a value add for the community? That's a legitimate question to ask. But understand that the movement and the organization aren't necessarily one and the same. I think most of us black people would like police reform. They like to see police resolve issues with black folks if they get pulled over for, you know, a taillight, for speeding, for not failing to signal, that that should not end in death. That should not end with somebody getting tased. That should not end with somebody getting slammed on the sidewalk or punched or choked or knee in their neck. That's what we want. We want community policing that actually keeps black people and all people safe. Um, That's what we want. That's not... So let's not conflate that with whatever the agenda of Black Lives Matter, the organization is. And I know that they have kind of co-opted, you know, kind of a an, an agenda that involves gay folks and trans folks. And I don't, I'm OK with um, saying, hey, trans folks, their lives matter, too, that a lot of black trans women are murdered and abused. We should think about that. We should talk about that. Um, that should be something that we address. And I know not everybody necessarily agrees with that, but we should. And I don't know what, what gay issues they have, you know, kind of rolled up into their agenda, but I know that they do have a very heavy emphasis on LGBT matters. And some people take issue with that. Um, well, because the, the women behind, uh, the org, I believe, you know, are a part of the LGBT community. Um, and some people are like, hey, wait, wait a minute. That's not what I signed up for. That's not something I get behind. But it's something they get behind. And if it's their org, then, you know, they have the right to add that in or co-op that in. Um, I don't have an issue with that. But because um, I believe all black lives matter, whether it's black men, black women, um, our returning citizens, uh, LGBT, um, black folks, all of us matter. And it's not just police violence. It's violence against, you know, the trans women. It's domestic violence. But generally, Black Lives Matter is about combating police violence and reforming the police and reforming the justice system. All right. So I will get... um, kind of off of that here. So so Kanye was repeating this conspiracy theory from Candace Owens that uh, George Floyd died from uh, fentanyl and not from the knee being on his neck. And they tried to make the case uh, that that cop didn't really um, have his knee on his neck. And that's not how he died. But we have autopsies. We have <laughs> we have information that we know how he died. And we know even if he was healthy, even if he had never taken a drug ever, that the knee on the neck was enough to kill him. 
um, that could be verified. We could look that up. You could go and look at the testimony from uh, the coroner, from the people that did the autopsy on what the cause of death was. So I don't even know why Candace Owens is putting it out. Well, I, I, she's always been on kind of a crusade to um, bash the credibility of George Floyd and talk about his past and how he had hit a woman before or how he took drugs or that doesn't matter. I mean, it matters, but in this case, it didn't really matter. Right. He had, maybe he had been to jail before, maybe he had served some time before, but in this case he was out and maybe he took the $20 or had a bad $20 bill. It's not worth his life. If they sent him to jail, if Derek Chauvin you know, arrested him and took him to jail and he had to spend, I don't know, a weekend, a week in jail because he passed a bad 20. I don't think anybody would have a big issue with that. He broke, if he broke the law, he broke the law, but he didn't deserve to die for such a minor crime. Um, 20 bucks say, Hey, can you go to the ATM, get 20 bucks out and take it to the store and apologize for passing this bad 20 go on about your business. That's how it should have gone. Whether he was a drug addict, whether he beat somebody in the past, whether he had domestic issues, whether he was on probation, whether he was strung out on opioids, that doesn't matter. It shouldn't have ended with him dying. And that's the point. That just because someone has some things in their past doesn't mean we can't treat them like a human being with dignity. That his life didn't matter. And I think that's the point that she's missing. That just because he was a criminal, for whatever reason, his life stops mattering or his dignity goes away. Or that police, you know, get to be judge and jury. If he did, you know, commit that crime, let it let him be in front of a jury of his peers or a judge. Let him get an attorney and let's determine what should happen to him in a fair way. Not just sentence him to death because he's not a perfect you know, so there's that. And that's all I want to say on this Kanye issue. Stop listening to Candace Owens. Don't buy Parler because it's a useless app with no users. And if you have like a social media app on the app stores, the Android or Apple app stores, you have to have moderators in there. And when people start spewing hate speech, you got to kick him out. So if he was to go in and spew the same um, anti-Semitic uh, rhetoric that he was spraying, he would have to kick himself out of his own app. And for all those you know, right-wing folks that want to say this or that or say this about people of color or say that about Jewish people or say this about Hispanics or immigrants or whomever that they couldn't say on Twitter or Facebook, they would have to be kicked out. So it's kind of defeating the purpose. Um, and the app isn't worth anything right now. And it, it still won't be worth anything. And so if, if he pays a dollar for it, that's a dollar too much. So I, I'm not a bit... I understand feeling like, hey, you know what? They kicked me off of this platform and that platform. Maybe we need to make our own platform. I'm sure many of you have, you know, maybe been in Facebook jail 
before where they pause your account and say you can't post for 30 days or 15 days or three days or whatever it is. And you're like, I didn't even say anything. Or you look at the little sentence or whatever you said and you're like, man, that's not even, I didn't even mean it like that. And you, and you feel like, man, I need to get off of this platform and get my own platform. So I know in that regard that maybe we understand what Carl, what, what, what Ye is going through. Because we hate being booted off or kicked off a site because we just want to express ourselves freely. But parlor ain't it. Make up your own app. Um, you know, you've got enough money. Get some engineers together. And create your own app. Um, or do something off of, you know, these platforms. Where you don't need to go through um, the Android store or the Apple store to get the app. And just maybe you could just go straight to a website. Straight to a message board. Um, and get what you need to get done. But anyway. That now is all I have to say on this issue. Let me know what you think. Hit me at Mr. Rob Anthony on Twitter. Let me know what you think. My thoughts on Kanye. I want to know yours. Thank you for listening, folks. This has been another edition of the Rob Anthony podcast. We'll see you next time.